This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start out here with uh, your calls if you make them, but otherwise we talk about what we find intriguing and got an update on a story for you. From time to time we do these things where uh, something will happen and then we'll follow up. And that's what's going on here from the Los Angeles Times a panel has okayed a one-year ban on fast food restaurants in South L.A. Now, that's new fast food restaurants. They're not shutting down any existing fast food restaurants. And, of course, they're positioning this as being something that's going to help the health of the people of Los Angeles. Sure, what else would it be, right? But real Well, what else it is is it's a protectionist measure for those existing fast food places. Because just true. If nobody new can open up a fast food store, then the market's essentially frozen in that no, there's no new competition available for at least the next year. <clears throat> also, uh, you know, restaurants that might be sort of on the periphery of fast food, uh, you know, maybe somebody on the city council owns stock in something like this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do they define fast food? Maybe we'll find out here in a moment. According to, again, the L.A. Times... A proposal that would place at least a one-year moratorium on new fast food restaurants in a broad swath of neighborhoods, mostly in South Los Angeles, won unanimous support from a Los Angeles City Council committee on Tuesday. Yay. Never a shortage of bureaucrats willing to take away your freedoms. Nope, never, never is. Always in the name of uh, helping you, though. If approved by the full council and signed by the mayor, the law would prevent fast food chains from opening new restaurants in a 32-square-mile area. Sure. The moratorium would be in effect for one year with the possibility of two six-month extensions. The measure, proposed by council bureaucrat Jan Perry, whose ninth district includes much of South L.A., defines a fast food restaurant as any establishment which dispenses food for consumption on or off the premises and which has the following characteristics. A limited menu, items prepared in advance or prepared or heated quickly. Don't all all, uh, restaurants have a limited menu? There's more. No table orders and food served in disposable wrapping or containers. Wow, that's a lot of different restaurants. Um, I mean, you know, like the, the little uh, taco stands and things like that would be considered, would, would fall into that. I guess so, yeah. No table orders, uh, heated quickly, prepared in advance, a limited menu, and no, uh, and also served in disposable wrapping. Or what does prepared in advance mean? I know when you go to a Taco Bell, for instance, their food is not prepared in advance. They just have, you know, they, they or mix prepared or heated quickly. Okay. So apparently, if they if they don't take their time preparing the food, then they qualify as a fast food restaurant. I see. Which of course though, most restaurants want to hurry the food to get it out to you, especially at lunch. Yeah, um, where you know this is in the city, right? People drive in the city to mm-hmm. go work. Um, that makes things difficult. It's going to make it tough on uh, you know the lunch crowd. Also, um, you know the the limited the limited menu thing really bothers me. What what does that mean? I don't know. In fact, it bothered another councilman who apparently voted for it anyway. Uh, but he said that he was concerned about the definition of a limited menu, not because he wanted to you know reject the proposal or anything, but just because he wanted to make sure that the businesses were appropriately restricted. After all, he says McDonald's has been increasing the number of items on their menu. So at what point would they exceed that definition? 
It's very concerned that McDonald's might be able to get around this new ordinance. Councilman Jack Weiss said restrictions on fast food restaurants in Westwood have caused problems for such businesses as Ben and Jerry's and Smoothie King, which would not otherwise be considered fast food outlets. Mm. Oh, so it's only fast food that we don't like. Mm. Oh, so hamburgers, no. Ice cream, yes. Get it? It's all politically no. favorable. No, it's all it's just favoritism. Whatever the bureaucrats decide is is good, and what they decide is bad. Now, look, Ben and Jerry's ice cream is not healthy by any means. I'm sure they've got healthier ice cream at Ben and Jerry's, but generally, if you go and look at the, you know, the the uh, nutrition information right. on the it's back of ben ice and cream Jerry's? for god's sake i mean yeah. it'll make you fat and this is the thing is the idea here is is that somehow fast food is worse for you than food prepared at a restaurant more slowly yeah and i just don't i mean that's silly it's nonsense Restaurant lobbyists initially opposed the law, but the lobbyist for the Sacramento-based California Restaurant Association said his group is working with uh, one of the bureaucrats to see, and they're waiting to see, how they define fast food and plan to deal with lots that remain vacant after the law expires. Perry said that after speaking with restaurant lobbyists, she amended her proposal to allow for fast food casual restaurants, such as Subway or Pastagina, that do not have heat lamps or drive through windows, and that prepare fresh food to order. Is this madness, Mark, or is it just it, me? They're just going after McDonald's? Is that the idea? Probably, you know, McDonald's Jack in the Box, and Hardee's yeah. Yeah. and Jack in the Box or whatever. I don't know if they have Hardee's on the West Coast. But, uh, I don't know that if Hardee's even exists anymore. They they were in, uh, we ate at Hardee's a few years back in, in Florida. A few years, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's been three and a half years. I don't know. Hardee's is pretty big in the South. I I would find it hard to believe that they're they're gone. Okay. But anyway, yes, they are targeting only certain fast food places. So maybe like Panera, which is basically fast food where my girlfriend works, maybe they would be exempted because they are fast food casual where you you can sit and dine and it just seems a little more upscale than the average fast food place. I guess it's all about how you present yourself as far as these bureaucrats are concerned. The the, uh, the person who wrote the bill says she's been attempting to address the health issues associated with fast food, such as diabetes and obesity. She's trying to persuade supermarket chains and sit-down restaurants to open in her district, which has been especially hard hit with such health problems. The community redevelopment agency is offering grocers and restaurants incentives, including tax credits, electricity discounts, and expedited reviews by the city planning department and building and safety department. Electricity, they get to control the uh, the electricity costs, too, Mark. These bureaucrats got it all, don't they? How do they do? Oh, I guess they give some kind of discount, huh? That's what they're saying, an electricity discount. She says it's important to offer incentives to bring restaurants into an area, especially an area that has suffered prejudices and stereotypes. Another councilman attended the meeting and expressed support for the proposed law. Uh, they said one of the, I guess, a retired school teacher who's lived in South L.A. attended the meeting and afterwards says she was encouraged by the vote. She said, it's much needed. Our community has been neglected by city planners. In April, the county... As though the planners are the ones that open up the restaurants. In April, the county department of public health released a study showing that 30% of L.A. adults were, South L.A. adults, were obese compared with 21% countrywide. Or countywide, rather. South now, LA. Hold on. I, I would love to see the numbers of... I, I don't know whether South L.A. is considered a, a poor area. I'm just going to take a guess. Um, That's my guess, too, yeah. It, the, I, I, I wonder what the statistics are of poor people and their obesity. Here in this country, poor people are fat. In mm-hmm. other countries, poor people are very, very skinny. Yeah, it's a good question. 
what about the poor people in South L.A. versus the poor people in the rest of L.A.? You know, they're not looking at that. They're just looking at the general population. And they also say that it has the highest incidence of diabetes in the county, seven or 11.7% compared with 8.1% for the county as a whole. Times analyst of the city's roughly 8,200 restaurants late last year found that South L.A. had the highest concentration of fast food eateries. Per capita, the area has few, fewer eateries than any of any kind than the West Side, Downtown, or Hollywood, and about the same as the Valley. But a much higher percentage of restaurants in South L.A. belong to fast food chains, and the area has far few grocery stores than other parts of town. And apparently all of that is unacceptable to the council members who are in control of everyone's lives in Los Angeles and will now be deciding where you are allowed to open up your new uh, restaurant that you want to open. You know, I just don't understand. I mean, what difference does it make? You make the, the, the property commercial, allow whomever wishes to move in there, move in there, and, you know, live or die, that's how things will be. Why don't they have grocery stores? I don't know. Maybe people there don't do as much grocery shopping as they do in other places. It doesn't make much sense to me, but maybe they prefer to eat at fast food restaurants. I don't know. Maybe there's some other reason for it as well. Who knows what the different factors are that these businesses are they gonna, choose and decide when they decide to open? Are they going to, uh, you know, go countywide and say, "Look, if you don't put a grocery, you know, say to a grocer, uh, if you don't put grocery stores in South LA, we're not going to approve your new one in North LA." They might. That sounds something like they would do. Want to hear from you on this? If you have any comments at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, maybe you actually live in LA and you can, I don't know, put some input here. You can also join us uh, here, 800-259-9231, and talk about whatever you want. That is the point of the program, and that's why we call it Free Talk Live. These bureaucrats will never stop micromanaging your life until you just say no more. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live, innerknobs.com. You can save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's FTL, like Free Talk Live, innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more, all at innerknobs.com. We go to your phone calls. Carl is on the line in Montreal. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I'm going to bring up something. I had a, you know, discussion with somebody today, you know, regarding the Bible. You know, if it's wrong to pray for, you know, God's judgment to come on these evildoers and to punish them, you know, we had a discussion about that. You know, some some Christians think it's wrong to pray for God's, you know, wrath to come on the evildoers, you know. But they were reading a scripture in Psalm 58. You know, where King David prayed for God to punish the wicked, you know, and also Psalm 52. You know, discussion came up about these evildoers. You know, why is everyone trying to reform this government when all they've done is lie to us and, you know, just committed so much evil in the name of democracy and everything they do is contrary to what they talk about, you know? Well, the, the answer to that question, and I don't know what any of this has to do with the Bible, but the answer to that question 
is why do people keep go- the question was why do people keep going at this changing this government thing it's because they don't know anything else yeah. They don't know. The government is all they know. They believe that the government has always been there. Therefore, it's uh, it's necessary to uh, rein, you know, rein it in to somehow uh, elect one's own people to the different positions of power, and and that that will change everything. But as yeah. as you're pointing out. It hasn't changed anything. The Democrats and the Republicans have been trading out for decades, and all that we've seen is an increase in the size and the scope and the intrusiveness and uh, the expense of government and the, ty- and the tyranny. And now we've got a police state as a result of it all. Also in the Bible, there was – I don't know if you're familiar with Second Esdras. It's one of the apocryphal no, books. Mark's, a, a Mark's, Mark's written, uh, read the Bible a few times. I myself, no. Yeah, I, but this, um, this prophecy basically, or the, however it can be interpreted, talks about how this eagle becomes ruler of the whole earth. You know, everything on earth was brought under this eagle control, and no one on earth was able to oppose it. And it goes on here how different wings of this eagle plot to seize power. And some of the wings rise up, take power, then other wings rise up and uh, seize power. But then it goes on how, you know, this, um, this eagle has gained power over the whole world, established an oppressive rule over people everywhere. You know, and then it goes on, a lion comes out of the forest and basically speaks to this eagle, you know, basically how you are like the fourth beast in Daniel. And as long as you've been in this world, you have ruled it through terror, oppression, and deceit, with total disregard for truth. You have hated those who spoke the truth, and you have loved liars. God Most High knows how proud and arrogant you are. Then it goes on, the autumn. Almighty One has looked back over the world He established. The end has come. The That's final enough. I, I can't take it anymore. I just can only handle so much Bible quoting. So I, I, it sounds like what you're saying is you're suggesting that... Uh, government itself is the eagle. Right. The government yeah. is this great evil eagle or whatever that has spread itself yeah. across the world. It and goes on, yeah. Well, it don't don't bother reading will, it. You're going to have to summarize what happens. It will vanish. Well, I'm basically finished up. You know, at the end of this goes on and it says how this you know, eagle is this kingdom that exists, you know, in latter days. And it goes on how this lion basically says that the entire world will be set free from your violence so that, you know, time for you has come to vanish along with your big, big terrible wings, your small wicked wings, your evil Good. head. Well, maybe it'll happen sooner rather than later. I mean, I don't. I, I certainly like that vision. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but I, I hope so. I mean, certainly things can change in a, in a flash. The Berlin Wall came down all of a sudden. Communism ended quite quickly. And I so Psalm 58 says the right. No, that's will about be glad enough. Thank you, Carl, for the enough of the preaching punished. for tonight. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. It's not a Christian show. About you know. his uh, his uh, sort of assertion that it's okay to pray for uh, you know bad things to happen to our evil rulers. I I don't know. I mean, everything that I was taught in Christianity seems it seems like saying a little prayer against somebody sounds like a bad idea. Um, mm. I mean, I I don't think that uh, it's good for you spiritually to uh, be out there saying little prayers against people. Um, <laughs> and I don't. I put a hex on you. Yeah, honestly, I don't think God, uh, you know, you know, pays much attention to that crap. Uh, quite honestly, I mean, it just doesn't. It, no. What's the evidence that God intervenes in uh, mortal man's doings? I I don't see much. Not of so it. much. Yeah, I don't see much of that. Um, you know, other people certainly do believe in it. Um, you know, I I really don't. I mean, I think that he's uh, set up a universe where you can uh, create what you want for yourself. But uh, as far as you know, uh, getting him to do stuff for you, give you a new bike. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line, and yes, you can bring up whatever you want, obscure biblical references, tying them into the events of the day. Sure, that goes. I don't necessarily believe the biblical stuff, but 
Kind of an interesting call. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the email box. Xander, uh, to finish up an email we started a few days ago on the program, he's, it's a second part, a two-part email. The first one uh, was in regards to deregulating business. He was very concerned about that, and we I think we answered that pretty well. Uh, the point, of course, being that deregulation in that what we've seen so far is usually the government just granting more favors to their buddies in industry while they still regulate. For instance, the radio business, they claim it was deregulated, but it's not deregulated because I can't go and put a radio transmitter up without the, the FCC possibly coming, kicking in my door and taking all my equipment. Right. So it hasn't been deregulated. It's just been sort of, you know, the the chairs have been shifted around. The room has been reorganized. Some of the rules have been maybe yeah. some rules have been relaxed on ownership. For the existing players, maybe yeah. the you know the, maybe the existing players have been deregulated. But as far as the market overall, no. So you got to be careful uh, of what terms you use and what you mean when you say them. Let's continue though with Xander's email. He says, second, in terms of safety, and this is along the lines of the prior point. I think having the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is a good thing. Self-regulation has been proposed by you on the show, but we've seen drug companies put out false studies and withhold long-term effects information to make a profit on their product. In other words, it does pay to hurt your customer. You just have to hide or deny that it's happening, much like tobacco companies. The pet food and lead paint scare also come to mind. There are successful self-regulation organizations out there. He says the ESRB for video games, for instance, but this only resulted in government pr- uh, from government pressure. I think there needs to be an outside organization who is not deterred by the profit of any product for the good of the people. Well, um, does, is he suggesting that uh, the, since the SRB uh, only came around from government uh, I- intervention, that uh, nobody would want to know the quality or uh, content of the products that they buy? It sort of seems like he's suggesting yeah, that. I don't want to put words in his mouth, though. I mean, you know, that p- people do care about the drugs they buy, and they do want to know, uh, you know, whether they're good or not. And, and they, they put a lot of faith in the FDA that the drugs they buy are currently, you know, quite safe, but... You know, we know that prescription drugs kill more than uh, kill more people than uh, in this country than illegal drugs do. So, That's true. <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of sense does that make, Xander? Well, I think that he's he says in the beginning that he thinks the FDA is a good thing, and the very last thing he says is that there needs to be an outside organization who's not deterred by the profit of any product for the good of the people. I think we can give him what he's looking for. I think the marketplace can give him what he's looking for. He just doesn't I think it has. He just doesn't quite see exactly how that would work. And we can explain that here in moments. And you can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control via the toll-free number and bring up whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download right there. For free, an entire year's worth of the show is yours if you just click. To go to freetalklive.com to grab them up. That's freetalklive.com. What if a socialist became the president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional drug and gun laws, 
a national ID card. What is your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Our emailer, Xander, is concerned. He's concerned about safety. And he believes that the government is helping keep people safe via the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. And I believe this is probably a pretty common belief. People have heard of the FDA. They hear about what its purpose is, and they feel good about that when they hear about it. I mean, Sure, it's got a good name. Yeah, who, Food and Drug Administration. Who does not want to be kept safe from bad things that could hurt them? I mean, that's the proposed purpose of the FDA. The problem with the FDA is that it's a one-size-fits-all organization. The problem is that it has a monopoly on an effective monopoly on the uh, the market of food and drugs in that a uh, particular new drug product cannot make it to the marketplace without the FDA's approval. Or certain drug products that aren't necessarily considered drugs by the FDA are not allowed to advertise their beneficial properties, like uh, the, the natural products that are out there on the market. Right. You can they, sell- can't, they can't tout what they may or may not do. Correct. So you can sell that stuff without approval of the FDA, but if you venture into the area of telling people what they might help them with, then the FDA steps in, they send in a goon squad, and they shut your business down. So these people are in total control over what products can can hit the marketplace, should they wish to exert that control. And the emailer Xander says he thinks there needs to be an organization that's not deterred by the profit of any product for the good of the people, because he's concerned that without the FDA, there would be you know evil companies that would be lying to their consumers. Well, and one thing that he um, uses here as a as an example is the cigarette companies that they mm-hmm. um, would lie um, in order to sell their cigarettes. And I'd like to point out that it wasn't the government in the form of the executive or legislative branches that went after the, that that was successful in you know stifling um, most of the things that the uh, the cigarette companies had going for it. It was the judicial branch and. People are going to want to be able to dis- settle disputes in, you know, no matter what form of government you have, you're going to have to have something that looks like a court, whether you call it arbiters or whatever you call it. Um, so that was a situation where people who had a problem with the product brought it tr- to a, you know, a, a trial and a jury decided that there was, uh, you know, th- there were problems. That's not what uh, either one of us proposed to get rid of, uh, you know, arbitration uh, organizations. Well, I don't know if that would necessarily be the answer. I don't think that one judge sitting somewhere should be able to decide how a company markets or sells its products. I think that what you would see happen in the absence of the FDA is you would see organizations that may be similar to, for instance, consumer reports popping up. And it wouldn't just be consumer reports. It would be consumer reports and then, a, you know, a handful of competitors well, or more. D- hold on. Um, but I understand, I, I understand and agree with you. But suppose in your free market world where there exists no uh, authoritarian model of government, suppose that a, a cigarette company markets its cigarettes as uh, good for your heart. <laughs> Right, and it'll make you live long a long uh-huh. time. Yeah. Okay. Now, first off, <laughs> you've got to be stupid to believe that. But let's say that uh, you know they're they're very successful in their marketing, okay. and, and people do believe that. Some people do believe that. So you're telling me that Walmart is going to pick up those cigarettes and put them on their shelf? 
They may very well, sure. Okay, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think that uh, big companies are very concerned with their reputation and they want to be known as selling products that are also concerned with their reputation and this that kind are of thing honest. Would, that kind of thing would come about um, over, over time. You know, like one cigarette would call itself not as bad for you as the other brand and then the next one would, uh, you know, come along and say, mm-hmm. well, not, not as bad as that other brand and then we'd slowly get to Almost good for you. No and one is obligated to sell those cigarettes, Mark. Those cigarette companies have to get the. Uh, they have to go to Walmart or Target. You don't think a company that advertises something that is patently false about its product is liable? You know, I don't know about that. That's an interesting question. I'm not sure. I do. If somebody, if a, if a car manufacturer sells me a car that is supposed to drive and the thing doesn't start, that guy should be liable. Okay, and a jury of my peers or whatever arbiter out there should be able to say, "Look, here, this is a little, this is a little push in the right direction for your business model. When mm-hmm. you sell cars, they got to run." Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that uh, in that case, uh, if somebody sold you a car that didn't work, you would certainly, you know, you could certainly take some action there. Right. Um, so if you, you know, cigarettes that are supposed to be good, that are advertised as good for your heart, when in fact they're bad for your heart. But I think unless you're they can show some box. kind of silly science, uh, you uh, know. Yeah, I think you're opening a Pandora's box there because you can have scientific studies that show just about anything. I mean, they, they, you know, one day eggs are good for you, the next day they're no longer good for you. So how I think much, eggs how and cigarettes scientific... exist in different categories. No, I don't think so because somebody will tell you that eggs are bad, and another person will tell you that they're good. And so how many studies does one have to have on their side before they can actually make a claim? So each pack of cigarettes is a little cardiovascular workout in, its, uh, in itself? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. All I know is that you know businesses competing in the marketplace compete on the basis of honesty for the most part. And so you know, a car dealer is going to want to provide you with a... If you're going to find out that cigarettes are bad for your heart, you're going to find it out decades after you start smoking. It's yeah. not like you turn the key in the car mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't start. You know, that, that's a different situation. And I, I absolutely do believe that a, an arbitration organization, whether that be the court, you know, the current court system or something, um, some evolution of this current court system or just, you know, free market arbiters, they're going to say no. You can't do that, and but, that'll but be okay by do? everybody. Send men with guns in because that's not a voluntary society. I think that the arbitrator can say no, you can't do that, and we're going to ding your reputation. That won't stop them necessarily from going out and continuing that. But businesses that want to have a good reputation will not do business with the questionable companies, and so they won't have any distribution points. I'm sure, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that would be true, but that would be the way that they, uh, you know, go about uh, harming these organizations. Okay, so say, you're okay with that? Then. Look, you can um, y- you can have your reputation rating dinged by ten points and not pay this person you know this person's yeah. medical bills and uh, some punitive damage or you can have it dinged by five points and and have it uh, and then pay their bills or whatever i, I don't know yeah. how they'd come out and do it that but makes the more fact sense. is they're going to go after companies that have false advertisement oh sure every and they time. should and they should i just thought that you were talking about it in sort of a we're going to send men with guns to stop you from doing this if someone will accept your false advertisements then then you can do business in that way but that just means that they're going to hurt their reputation when people find out they're doing business with those bad companies I mean, reputation would be very, very important.
important in a free market situation. I agree that they would be very and important. Walmart would be embarrassed. In the same way that credit ratings are um, important right. now for getting loans and those kind of it things. It would be a major embarrassment to Walmart to put a cigarette pack on the shelf that actually claimed it, it was helping people when, in point of fact, it was not. And their buyers, so I'm sure, would not make a stupid decision like that. My point continues to stand that it was not uh, a fiat from our rulers. Uh, you know, it was not a uh, you know a dictate from the legislative branch or or an executive order that stopped cigarette companies from advertising in the manners that they did in some cases and uh, you know g- gave them the punitive damages and put up all these funds that are supposed to go to pay uh, for c- anti-cigarette ads. In a lot of cases, they're just getting raided by the local politicians uh, or the state politicians. But um, so, I mean, you know, th- there you go, Xander. Uh, the government didn't – the government in the way that you think of, you know, the, the FDA and mm. a, a branch, a division of the government did not protect you there. So what the FDA does do is it slows down things from reaching the marketplace when we're – especially when, when we're talking about drugs. Specifically, we're talking about drugs here. It slows them by a 19-year window before they can actually hit the marketplace, and there's billions of dollars also involved in putting – those drugs through that process. Without the FDA, those drugs could hit the marketplace as soon as the companies felt like they were ready to release them and as soon as doctors felt comfortable with prescribing them or giving them to their patients. Sometimes patients would uh, say, look, I'll take the experimental uh, radioactive cancer drug. Give it here. I'm dying, people. And and people should be free to make those choices and they should be free to consult with as many third-party organizations as they want or as few as they want. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help us out, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start all your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Dot com. All right, let's see. We are talking about the issue of the FDA, and our emailer is concerned. He's concerned, and rightfully so, about safety, and he wants to know what could be the case or what would be the case in the absence of the FDA. I mean, he didn't specifically ask that, but he was he was expressing that he wanted some sort of solution. He wants an outside organization, as he suggests, that is not deterred by the profit of any product for the good of the people. And I think you'd have that Absolutely. in the absence you've got of the FDA. It, you've got it in all kinds of uh, or, um, you know, businesses out there. You, you have uh, third-party certifiers, certifiers um, that uh, you know, decide... You know which which ones are good or which ones are bad. For instance, with hotels, you have AAA gives uh, you know the the five diamond, four diamond, mm-hmm. three diamonds awards. Um, you know, Rotten Tomatoes will tell you how good a movie is. Yeah, many organizations will tell you. You know, but you can you can find a restaurant critic that'll tell you how good a restaurant is in in town. You know those kind of things. They'll give you an idea of what you're uh, what you're purchasing. And the reason why that's better than the FDA, the marketplace providing these services, the reason why it's better is because of competition. Because there would be multiple organizations competing on the on the basis of honesty and accuracy and results. And in the same way that hotels currently, um, you know, the AAA is not the only organization that rates hotels by any stretch true. of the imagination. That is true. So that way, you as a consumer would get to choose for the first time 
which organization you trust. And you can make that choice based on recommendations from friends or doctors or whomever it is that you trust to say, yeah, I like this organization. I think they do a good job. You can use you know, whatever criteria you would like to use to make those selections. In the world we have now, there is no choice. It's the FDA or the highway in that products can't even get to the marketplace unless the FDA approves them. Right. And, and the, the thing that you know that needs to be stressed with the FDA is, look, it may protect people against bad products out there to, to some extent. It may very well. It likely does protect people um, you know, from making foolish choices for bad products and uh, to, for being duped. However, I don't agree. It, uh, There's so many dupe products out there in the, in the marketplace. Just watch a few episodes of Penn & Teller's BS, and you'll f- find out how many of them are just nonsense. All I'm saying is some people, some products. Sure. Okay? Possibly. Um, I, well, I, I believe that. But, uh, you know, th- th- there's. I think that other organizations will do as good of, as, if not a better um, job. And For a lower cost. There won't be the 19 years that people are waiting in order to get their drugs. Some of them are dying. Yeah, some of those people are dying. As a matter of fact, I'd go so far as to say tens of thousands. It may even be possible to say that more people die. In 19 die. years? In 19 years, a drug comes out that might that, that's supposed to save people statin drugs for mm-hmm. hearts. Of course, they're killing people off too. I, I, you know, I don't know with all these things, but 19 years, I think that it's pretty, uh, you know, per drug, it's pretty easy to say in some cases as high as 10,000 people. You know, even more. Absolutely. So choice, good. Competition, good. And that's what the marketplace will provide. Right. Right now, we've got a monopolist. They're called the FDA, right. and they're not. And they're so expensive. And they're the also reason they're so expensive because they're right. They're politically favored. The reason they're so expensive is because they know that there's no other way for you to get through, get mm-hmm. your stuff through. So it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars to get your product through. If you invented the cure for cancer in your garage, you wouldn't be able to give it to anybody because of the FDA, Xander. Additionally, there is, of course, no liability either uh, for the FDA if they make a mistake. If they let the wrong drug through, they cannot be held liable for making mistakes. Right. The FDA doesn't uh, take a reputation hit. Certainly not the uh, not not to the level. As a matter of fact, they do let these things through. Every drug that you've ever heard about having side effects and killing people and all that other stuff, the FDA is responsible for that. But you know, if there were third-party or, uh, organizations that were were rating it, for instance, like Consumer Reports, mm-hmm. they have the drug book. Um, if if they were doing the rating, people would be like, whoa. These people at Consumer Reports, which you know they do pretty good generally, yeah. um, quite good. The, you know, know they're, they're the doing they're terrible, doing. right? Yeah. You know, they, in in that fictitious situation, I I don't want to make it seem like I think that Consumer Reports is terrible. No. I think Consumer Reports is far 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 better than the FDA. Absolutely. But you know what? If we had a free market and uh, customer rating services, Consumer Reports would get a heck of a run for, for their money, and somebody would come out better. There'd be something better. Yep. All that has to happen for all of this to occur is for the FDA to disappear. Of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon, but all the more reason to secede. Secession would, of course, nullify the the effects of the FDA because they would have no more more claim over that particular territory. And drug companies could very easily open up operations in New Hampshire and manufacture whatever products it is that they wanted to manufacture. And the marketplace would take whichever ones they thought were best. Let's go to your calls. You bring up what you want. It's Steve in Pennsylvania. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Thank you, sir. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind? Well, I was listening about Sam yesterday in his court. Yes. Okay. Our friend Sam from the Obscure Truth 
Yes, he was in for speeding tickets, and he right, tried right, to right, ask right. a bunch and of questions. They didn't want to answer. Okay, I, I listened to the Internet, and uh, we're a little bit way laid back here. Anyway, my question is, he sounded scared. I well, thought he had a good deal, and he had a good all deal? of a sudden, his voice sounded scared. When, he, when you well, say you thought he had a good deal, what do you mean by that? Well, his rights were violated. That's true. That much is clear. Okay. And I'm thinking that he just rolled over. Gosh, I don't. You know, I understand what you're saying is that uh, he could have he could have fought longer and and but you know he could have gone to jail. I also saw those videos. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you just said. He might go to jail. Probably would that scares the hell out of everybody. Yes, it does. And and the reason why I think the number one reason why he decided to, as you say, roll over and and pay the fines instead of going all the way and finding out what happened. Because there's the chance that he could have gone all the way and they might not have done anything. Uh, but, you know, the, the reason why is because he was all alone down there. I mean, you understand that it's, yeah, it's very, very difficult saying, to do this by yourself. You're, you're, you're 100% right. But the, the thing of it is, they, uh, they intimidate you that you cannot do this. And look, let me just go through this. Right. I, I just started listening to you guys. Mm -hmm. Welcome aboard. On the, on the Internet. Okay. Okay. And... I vote for you for the pod, and I, I, I listen to it in the morning, first thing in the morning. Thank you. But the the deal of it is, this guy has, yeah, and yeah. If you come up to the the free and green country in Keene, where you guys live up in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. it sounds good. It's a, it's really getting me thinking about it. Good. That's the idea. Well, yeah, but. Mm -hmm. This guy's down there all by himself, and what you people all purport, and you all say this. Okay. And I know, I know. But, man, these guys are coming at you. Just in his voice, Sam's voice, I thought sound intimidated. It was He was scared. You Maybe know, he was. I, I don't. I don't know. He's not here I to think, comment. I, I, you know, I spoke to Sam um, before the, the actually before the show, but not like right before the show. The night before the show. Last night, you mean? No, the it was the night before last. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, he had talked to me about it, and I, I didn't get the impression what he want didn't want to do is he didn't want to do the wrong thing. He's I think he was scared of doing the wrong thing from the the point of view that uh, you know he would be wasting his time. Uh, he would uh, you know ha have some more difficulty selling his house and getting to New Hampshire. What he considers the most important thing is getting to New Hampshire I to have be to able agree. to fight these battles here as opposed to being able to fight them in Texas. I think that judge was going to give him a contempt of court and lock him up. I'm of that opinion, and and that's what I told him. I didn't give him. Any any advice one right. way or the other as to whether or not he should do that. I just said, you know, th that's what I think he's going to do. He got a $50 fine, and if he didn't pay that $50 fine and he wasn't going to, you're going to go to jail. So he yeah, made a they, very they calculated took, choice to... But they took they took his money away from him. He, he put money up as a bail bond yep. or, yeah. you know, whatever, and the, the guy lost. That's true. Well, and, you always lose he, when this, you, you always know, lose no. when you contract the bureaucrats. I mean, whenever the bureaucrats get in touch with you, you're going to lose either your money or your I, time or your freedom. You'll lose something. Believe me, I understand that. Right. I, I'm just trying to say that. Yeah, I just I think that. Look, I'm looking to 
come up here to Keene and, 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 and well, not necessarily Keene. I like to be closer to the shore, but you only got hey, one shore. The whole, New Hampshire, the whole state of New Hampshire qualifies for the Free State Project, and we look forward to having you up here. I understand where you're coming from, that uh, some of us certainly wanted to see Sam go all the way through with this, and I think you're going to see that happen. And thank you for the call tonight. So. You're going to see it happen when he gets here to New Hampshire and when he can actually have a bunch of activists backing him up then it makes sense to go all the way. Right now, it was a suicide mission. More coming up. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop so I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. There goes the music. Hopefully we're still connected. We are. Okay. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. And then we'll talk about how these government people really do apparently believe they own everything. Everything. Even nature. Mother Earth. All of nature. We'll talk about that. Uh, but first, we go to Nick in California. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Nick. California, going once. Nick in California, going, hello? Uh, I'm here, guys. You're here, here, and here we are, and what's on your mind? Um, you know, I've been listening to you guys for the last few weeks. Um, definitely definitely appreciate the format, the free-flowing format. Um, I've been reading up on the Free State, free state Project and kind of wondering at what point the, the organization, or maybe you guys specifically, separate yourself from the Alex Jones crowd. Or the conspiracy theorist crowd. I'm I'm not sure uh, anybody is necessarily the the organization is separating itself from anybody. The Free State Project is exists only for one purpose, and that is to encourage twenty thousand liberty-minded people to move to New Hampshire and become activists. That's all the Free State Project is. Within the um, as far as the Free Staters are concerned, the the eight plus thousand people that have signed the statement of intent to move to New Hampshire, there are all kinds of people in the Free State Project. There are people that would call themselves libertarians, Republicans, Democrats, Green Party members, uh, conspiracy theorists, voluntarists. So so I'm sure there are some people that are really into conspiracy theories here. In fact, I know a handful of them around here in the uh, in the area. Just the thing that's great about them is that they don't go and they don't spew it all over other people. I'm sure that uh, some some will if they you give them the opportunity. If you ask them, they'll talk about it to you, but they don't go and proselytize and try to uh, to convince you of what it is that they believe, which is nice. Does that answer your question? It does. 
Right, right up my alley. Thank you, guys. Very good. So you should go to freestateproject.org and uh, check out the details. Go to nhfree.com as well, and you can poke around through some of the conversations that many of the free staters are having, and you'll find a wide variety of interests and a wide variety of people. I, I thought that his question, you know, another way for uh, to interpret the question, I, I felt like his question to some extent was, what's the difference between your show and Alex Jones's show? And Alex Jones, for those who are listening, uh, is, is a I show. I don't that, listen to his show, so I couldn't really answer. I, I, I really can't either. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard it a, a little bit, just a little bit, and I kind of have a, a taste for it from uh, you know people having called this show. Uh, I know a sim- similarity. We both cover the police state. Mm-hmm. He has some really good stuff on his uh, prisonplanet.com uh, web, website, and I think he covers some uh, good stuff. I, but I, he focuses a lot on the conspiracy theory yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot and... of stuff on like 9-11 and what occurred you know, almost a decade ago now. Um, and the Bilderbergs yeah, and the Illuminati and, and all that stuff. And, 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 you know, to me, that stuff smacks of, uh, you know, like conspiracy crack pottery. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, there's there's a lot of evidence. The Federal Reserve is a good one to believe yeah, in. There's a lot of evidence that uh, there are conspiracies out there and that they've been successful. However, at some point, you get to the uh, end of the rabbit hole for you as to the conspiracy uh, theory. I mean, you, you said that there's a guy named, out there, and I've taken your word for it, named David Icke, who... Uh, oh, the lizard guy. He believes yeah. there are lizard men. He believes the lizard men have taken yeah. over the government. Now, right. it, it, even if you're deep into the conspiracy theory, you don't <laughs> think that... Most of you don't think that uh, lizard, alien lizard men have taken over the government. Yeah. And look... If David Icke's got that theory, somebody else has one that's even crazier. Mm. So at some point, everyone realizes this this is nuts. Right. And we try to focus on this program on how it is that the current authoritarian model of government fails and how we can replace it with voluntary solutions via the the free marketplace and people voluntarily interacting with one another. And so we're looking for solutions to problems instead of just talking about how all the evil people are out there trying to, to destroy you. So it's I, I would like to say that Free Talk Live has a much more positive, constructive uh, viewpoint and but then again, like I said, I've never listened to the guy's show. So I mean, I've, I've seen his videos. I've enjoyed those. They're entertaining. I think they're he's very an entertaining well, guy. Very well produced, and he's uh, got a he's very successful. He's on quite a few stations. Um, you know, I, we're we're growing a bit faster, but we want it really bad too. So you know, that's just the way that is. There you go. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number here. I think I've described the show as Free Talk Live. As, you know, an open format, open phones, panel discussion that focuses on liberty. I mean, we're 100% pro-liberty talk radio, and that's just not what those conspiracy shows are about. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I agree with you, and that's pretty much how I describe it to uh, the people uh, to whom I speak. I've been using uh, up till yesterday. Um, yesterday, I think I had a big disaster with the word uh, libertarian, and they, uh, it, for me, it was a disaster. What do you mean? Uh, well, the, the interview with uh, Cory Doctorow. Oh. And <laughs> Why don't you talk about how you feel about that? I, I feel... I feel like the, the there was you know there's a book that he wrote and it's called uh, Little Brother mm-hmm. and it I said that it, I felt felt that it was the most important book that I've read in the last decade and I still feel like Little Brother is the most important book I've read in the last decade. However, um, you know I got the I got the impression from the book and then I got the impression from the publicist. Um, I actually got a confirmation from the publicist that Corey was a uh, libertarian and mm. you know once I got him on uh, once we got him on and, and talked to him we found out that he considers himself sort of a uh, a civil libertarian and 
a you know a bit of a, a big government socialist in uh, you know certain areas. Right, because I was very concerned that you were just labeling him as a libertarian, and we weren't really finding out exactly what his viewpoint yep. was. And you found it out. You did yeah. your um, you know uh, good reporting skills, and you found that <laughs> yeah. out. And uh, congratulations to you. But uh, I I, th- I think that I think the guy is doing good work. Uh, just because he likes socialized medicine doesn't mean that I think he's a bad guy. I think that he's just had some good experiences with socialized medicine. The thing is, is the government's going to, you know, do some good things for some people, and he's going they're going to do some bad things for other people. Yeah. I hope he doesn't ever need an operation and has to wait, five, you know, three years. Or whatever, yeah. Um, you know, and it, so whatever. I've decided that I don't think I'm going to use that word libertarian very much anymore. Really? I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd really, uh, you can go ahead and correct me on it if you'd like. How about that? Yeah, well, I just don't like the term right now. What do you prefer? Yeah, pro-liberty is a good way to use it. Pro-liberty con- is good, Construct yeah. your sentence so that you can use pro-liberty or pro-freedom. I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's hard to get – because the thing is, is people just – you know, they just – that term libertarian means so many different things to so many different and people. And he accepted it for himself. Toward the end of the interview, he uh, he accepted it. He was like, oh, all right, I'm a small, small uh, libertarian. He did, sure. yeah. At the same time as endorsing – Socialized medicine. Right. So, you know, so you've got on one side people like Cory Doctorow uh, that, you know, label themselves libertarian. On the other side, you've got the Glenn Becks and the Neil Bortzes of the world. So Cory Doctorow probably doesn't agree with bombing uh, Iraq, but he does agree with socialized medicine, while uh, Neil Bortz agrees with bombing Iraq, but doesn't agree with socialized medicine. And all these people call themselves libertarians. Right. And that's for people that understand what the word means to some extent. The, the, yeah. You know, they have a working definition of the word, whereas there's a lot of people out they there don't that, know. that don't even have a working definition of the yep. word. To them, libertarian, liberal, it's the same thing. Right. And, uh, you know, that's something entirely different. So I've just decided I'm not going to use the word anymore. Um, well, I, doggone. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, you know, the advertisers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll ask people, uh, you know what the word libertarian means? And that's not you even mean a, the advertisers or the advertisers. people? You know, potential advertisers, sometimes yeah. just people. And they'll say sometimes people will just say yes, though, with the expectation that you'll explain it to them during the conversation. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm smart and you can explain it to me during the con- I'll figure it out from the conversation what it means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. You know, I mean, that's the, that, that's just a human thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to use the term anymore. So pro so, liberty. Right. So somebody asked you what the show's about. We're. Open Lines Current Events uh, show with a pro-liberty bent. On there the you issues. go. I like it. All right, 800-259-9231. I'm going to make a note of that. That's good. Let's go to your calls about what you want. It's Paula calling from Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hi, hon. Uh, I've been uh, listening to y'all, and I'm going to tell you something. We've got to take this country back, and people need to get off their rear ends and start raising hell up there in Washington, D.C. I don't believe that's you. going to be how we're going to take the country back. Well, for one thing, we either get them out of office, the ones that aren't doing their job. How about we try option B, and that's ignore them? If we ignore them long enough, they might go away. I don't know. I think that I'm I'm They're not going to go away, okay? The thing is, the president needs to be arrested, along with Cheney (laughs) and all the rest of them, okay? (laughs) But who's going to do that? Paula, since he's part of your family, are you going to bake him a cake with a file in it? The judge in Let me tell you something. It's in the Bible that God wants him out. He says, I well, gave you a, why doesn't I God do it. something about it? Wave his hand, cast a bolt of lightning down, burn the White House again. Thanks, Paula, for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Anything goes. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 
It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that number is 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those, by the way, include the wiki. You can get interactive. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. You can create virtually uh, anything as far as text content, even images, things like that. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. You can add to, you can delete from, you can edit. Go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Now, speaking of the wiki, I just stumbled across an interesting little story about the company that started it all, the organization that started it all, Wikipedia. Or at least I think they started it all. Uh, they've got some competition. If they didn't start it all, they uh, certainly put it on the map. Some competition entering the marketplace. We'll tell you who in a moment. Let's go unscreen first to the AMP line. Who is this? This uh, is the Christian Anarchist. Gene, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to answer the question that was raised yesterday when the guy from Texas who's fighting the tickets uh, asked the question why these people have this uh, this desire to follow the leader um, and to do all these things and to step through all these hoops that have to do with enforcing all these laws. You was talking about the government people, why they continue to be so just generally awful and do these things to yeah. their neighbors, these terrible things. And, and, why, and why their neighbors put up with it. Yeah. And why they can't answer the questions, and why even when the answer is staring them plain in the face, they're going to they're going to ignore the answer. Mm, go ahead. The reason is, it's a cult. It's a religion. A belief in a fictitious being called government, mm-hmm. and the, the it's been proven, and it can be proven over and over again. That government is fiction. There is no such thing as government. There is no such thing as USA. So these people are stuck in a cult, and they are cult believers, and that's why they get the deer in the headlight look mm-hmm. when you when you lay it out plain for them and show them that there's absolutely no authority for what they're doing. They will just go, uh, but he's got a black robe on. Yeah. Or, <laughs> You know, it's written in a book somewhere. Our, yeah, but uh, everybody believes what I believe. Who are you? Yeah. So They've got the majority simply, on their side. They're simply the world's largest cult. It's true. And that is why they will bend over backwards to throw you in jail for something that you never hurt anyone. You know, I, I, I agree with Eugene, but I want to do a little clarifying. I, I think that to say the government is, is, uh, doesn't exist, um, I think you've done a real good job of explaining it, but, uh, you know, to say the government it doesn't exist confuses some people. Um, I mean, the government exists in the sense that there are buildings and there are people working in these buildings, but those buildings, one, cults have buildings, right? They do. Gene? They sure do. And cults have people that work for them, right? Right. If you look at a temple, it doesn't mean that the uh, the god of Zoroastrian lives there just because it says so on the outside of the building. Yeah, the Zoroastrians, uh, I, I think they <laughs> worship uh, Ahura Mazda. But uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever they have. I mean, you know, just just because there's a building with a name on the outside doesn't justify or validate. Right. The name that's outside on the building. There is no city of Keene. There is no state of New Hampshire. All there are are buildings, cars, and people who call themselves agents of those fantasy organizations. Is that right? Right. 
And those organizations, they're a corporation. A corporation, if you check with any lawyer, is a legal fiction, which means that even though it's not a real entity, it's treated as a real entity by the people that read the corporate documents and the people that interpret right. the corporate documents and the people that that basically uh, authorize the corporate documents, which are, you know, some guy called Secretary of State. But Secretary of State is still an individual person named Joe Blow. And Joe Blow is responsible for what he does when he's claiming to be this high priest office of Secretary of State in this cult called government. You nailed it, Gene. I don't have anything else to add. Any other thoughts? Well, you know, I've seen the cult here, and I've seen the cult in China, and I've seen the similarities, and I'm telling you that it becomes so plain once you realize that it's just a cult. And then it opens your eyes and you realize that, hey, why do I bother to stop for this stupid stop sign when there's nobody coming Around. the other way? Yep. You know? And you realize that there's no authority for you to have to do things like that. Yep, I've started taking, and, you know, I've started turning left on red lights as long as there's the availability. I'll do it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, and it freezes the soul. It yep. really does. It frees the soul. Sure does. I'm with you, man. Gene, great call. Thank you for All making right. it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, the question really becomes, how do you get the cult members... Uh, unindoctrinated. How do we most effectively bring them around to the understanding that uh, voluntary interaction is preferable and that they have been a member of this cult? Obviously, calling it a cult, I don't know if is that. I don't know if that's really going to be effective. Hey, you're a cult member. We need to save you. I don't know if that's going to be an effective way to go about it. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that it would. I, I, you know, for some people, it. But I appreciate Gene's so, analogy. I, I think, think some accurate. people that are on the edge sort of can uh, be shown that you know that, that the government does have a lot of, as he was saying, a lot of. Uh, uh, parallels to cults. Sure. I mean, you a lot have of this, belief in fantasy. You have this faith in this mm-hmm. or, um, this organization, this fictitious organization, because the government really is just a corporation. A belief in something that doesn't exist, which is authority. It's uh, it's a concept. It's nothing more than yeah. an idea. It doesn't actually have tangible existence. No there's man no su- can have authority over another man. You know, there's no such thing as authority. There's only the uh, voluntary bending to the will of somebody who may or may not be willing to use violence on you. Yep. That's about it. That's really it. Um, That's all power really is. And if you is look at if violence. you look at parents and children, you'll you can see that this you know the parents have probably the most legitimate, God given if there is such a thing, God given authority over another human being is the uh, you know the the adult and the child and. Mm-hmm. It's really whether the kid wants to put up with whatever sort of authority the parent has, uh, you know, uses. Uh, uh, it's true. Um, the kid know, could wields. say no. Well, he could. He could. He could say, "I've had it with this crap. I'm leaving." Yep. Now, of course, there's other authorities out there that you know, the cops and those kind of things that'll hunt him down and pick his little butt up and toss him in the back of a car and perhaps put him in juvenile detention while you come and get him. I don't like calling them authorities. It's not. It's not appropriate. I but don't you're think. saying I, I'm, we're talking about authority, yeah. and so therefore that's why I'm using that terminology. Right. But the parent only has the uh, the concept of authority until the youngster decides to say no. And go and claim their own freedom for themselves. Basically. Well, I okay. Um, you know, the, the, the parent is willing to, you know, use certain kinds of punishments uh, for right. bad behavior and rewards for good behavior, and that, you know, that is sort of the the workings of the authority. 
800-259-9231. So what we are doing is trying to, I guess, wake up the cult members here on Free Talk Live, for lack of a better term. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. And I think that the media outreach that Free Talk Live is engaging in and Free Minds TV, our friends over at freemindstv.com, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network at obscuredtruth.com, of course, Penn and Teller and John Stossel, this great iconoclastic uh, media that's out there is really going to be the most powerful way to bring people to the message of liberty to get them to understand why voluntary interaction is the best way to go. I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing for Zoroaster, and this is the most bunch of gobbledygook religious stuff. I mean, it's obvious the Zoroastrians have gotten a hold of this page. 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of Wikipedia, who is it that is jumping into the game? Who's their new competitor? We'll tell you in moments. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. Hey, Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including updates. Get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. In Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. Google, they're the competitor to Wikipedia. It looks like Google is starting up their own online encyclopedia, and they plan on doing things a little bit differently than the folks over at Wikipedia. It will not be a wiki in that uh, people cannot edit everything they see on Google, what they're calling Google Null, as in K-N-O-L, as in the root of knowledge, sort Mm -hmm. of, or the very beginning uh, portion prefix of knowledge. Anyway, Google has launched its own version, according to the AFP, of of communally constructed online encyclopedia Wikipedia, which consistently ranks among the most visited websites in the world. And I have to say, Wikipedia sure is useful. It really is. Uh, when we need to know something in a hurry on this program, it's a quick it's where I tap, go. tap, tap, tap. Uh, you know, I, I understand the setup. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's other good stuff out there. It's what I use. I understand the setup. I know what I'm going to get, and uh, that's where I go generally. So, but the, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's pretty good stuff, and you find out things there that you wouldn't find out otherwise. It's true. It's true. I like Wikipedia, but it's going to be interesting to see how Google decides to compete in this particular I'll area. I'll tell you what, I like Google, too. I, I think that uh, if... The only organization out there that could come out with something, to, in my mind, that uh, would compete with Wikipedia is Google. Well, according to the story, the Internet search powerhouse went live late Wednesday with a free service dubbed Null to indicate a unit of knowledge. While Wikipedia lets any visitors make changes to its online pages, trusting that people with accurate information will correct errors and misleading entries, Google lets folks author their own articles. According to Google's product manager, Cedric DuPont, uh, every null will have an author or a group of authors who put their name beside the content. It's their null, their voice, their opinion. An enormous amount of information resides in people's heads, and millions of people know useful things, and billions more could benefit from that knowledge. 
People get to post their pictures and pedigrees in NALS and are able to designate who can contribute to their postings. Most NALS featured at NAL.google.com, that's K-N-O-L.google.com, on Thursday, that's today, dealt with medical conditions, but included insights regarding unclogging toilets and improving leadership skills. Google is the world's most used internet search engine and a proven master at mining revenue from online advertising targeted at those making queries and using its free web-based services. Luring Wikipedia users to its own community-created online encyclopedia promises to be another rich vein of ad income for the California firm. And so it's just begun. It's only been online for about 24 hours at this point. Knol.google.com. I really got to ask who's going to be the who's going to be the one who manages to get their name on as the author of the Free Talk Live uh, page <laughs> on uh, Knol.google.com. Well, what's interesting is because uh, Wiki, there could be more than one though. There can be more than one page on a given topic at the the Google Knowledge. Is that so? I'd I'd be interested in seeing what what comes out of it. Well, right, because there's no one person who could possibly claim to be the authority on any given subject, so they have to allow other people to write their own nulls about the same subject. You know, I'll bet whoever uh, does write the page for Free Talk Live on uh, uh, null.google.com probably won't even let me contribute. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, it sounds like a neat idea, and we'll certainly be paying close attention to... uh, the much-needed competition to Wikipedia. And isn't this great, Mark? In the world of the Internet, you don't have to go to some People are competing to give you free knowledge. Yeah. That you don't ha- and they don't have, Google didn't have to go to some approval board, some zoning board or planning commission who will decide. It would have never that, happened. Right. Who, who might decide that, well, you can't do, well, wait We've a minute. We've got friends at Wiki. Yeah, well, and, and on top of that, we just don't know if your service is going to be robust enough, if you've got the just server sure. power. To, mm. We're going to have to really look into this. And there are, you haven't filled out any paperwork yet. We've got permits. You need you know, to get permits. If you, if you, yeah, go out here. You're, you're going to affect all the other encyclopedia, online encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah I, you know, it, it's not good that a search engine should be involved in online encyclopedias. Right. The way they keep banks out of uh, investing or whatever. Yeah, we're you know what we're going to just go ahead and ban all new online encyclopedia constructions for the next year on the internet. That's what they did in Los Angeles for fast food restaurants. Thank goodness we don't have those restrictions on the internet. Let's go to your calls. You can bring up anything. And we'll start with Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hi, guys. Don. You're I was here. just curious. Uh, basically, the call is uh, somewhat to Mark, but uh, uh, if he ever read the paperwork, I, I mailed him. And if you have the uh, address or something to that guy down there in Texas... Sam, yeah, we we did we did go over the paperwork, and there's there's a lot of it. In that um, I read the paper, uh, you know, the papers. I didn't read the law stuff. I have a I have a question about the papers you sent, and it was talking about the idea of the manufacturer's statement of origin for vehicles or for for cars, and also uh, getting the uh, lodial title, for instance, for uh, for your home or for your your property. And you had uh, you I guess it was you that wrote it, but whoever yeah. it was, uh, you had suggested that in order to get the the property completely owned by oneself, you'd have to go and actually turn your deed in to the... Uh, the certificate of deed or whatever? Yeah, the warrant. I've got a war. I think it's called a warranty deed. You'd have to go and turn that in to the bureaucrats and the... I forget what the department was, but was, can you clarify that? Did I understand that correctly, Don? Uh, yeah, basically, okay. Like I said, you signed a contract. I don't know exactly about New Hampshire or anything like that. However, uh, whenever you do do that, 
you sign the contract, it's up to you to figure out how to get out of the contract. And there is numerous ways of how to get out of that contract. Well, because they're not going to tell me. I mean, if I go in there... Oh, and no, they're, they're not going to tell you nothing, remember. Right. You know, if, if I tell you, or better yet, if I'm in front of 12 people and they hear what you just read, what are you going to say? Not guilty. I'm allowed to go out and blabber this all over the place, and everything goes to, what? well, basically to the, the place down below in the handbag. So what what happens when you go? I mean, what is the thought process? What is the uh, the the legalese or whatever that? What is going on? The idea that you turn in the the deed to your home and in return they just release you from whatever obligations they think you have. I mean, it sounds fantastic, Don, and it sounds too good to be true. So give me some detail. Well, yeah, I know it sounds too good to be true, but whenever you went and bought your house, like I said. You went up and you you had a deed. In other words, your your Chrysler, your Ford, your Chevy. You made the deed. That's your certificate of origin, and you in turn, you know, gave it to the county. Remember that bill comes in and says it's a county's property tax. I get t- a property tax from the city, and I didn't make a deed, and I I haven't turned it in. You I thought you said that you had to turn the deed in in order to be released from the uh, the so-called obligation. Yeah, you you uh, you're actually going to have to go up and hand them if you have the deed, or if they have no deed, they can't sell what they don't own. If you never gave it to them, but someone prior to you probably did give it to them. See, I don't know what the difference is between a deed or a warranty deed. I believe what I have is called a warranty deed. Is that it, the same it's thing? Basically, the same thing. Okay. So oh, why would okay. I want to hand them the evidence that I bought the property? How is that? How, how would I walk away with anything saying, okay, this is done, you've completed this, uh, you now completely own the property and they can't tax you anymore? How do, I, how do I even prove that I own the place after I turn the, the deed over to them? That's what I'm con- confused about. Well, you go down and, and like I said, you're, you're going to have to have it resurveyed, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you turn right around and instead of one acre or whatever you have, you make it one inch by one inch. They'll accept that as their property. The rest is, like, not in their tax rolls. It's all very interesting, and I would like to get more uh, more information about this because it's a new idea to me. Uh, so they're going to then own a one inch by one inch plot that was formerly my... It's very confusing, Don. I don't know where to go with it because I, I I'm concerned about just going in and, and and trying this, but it's it sounds worthy of giving it a shot. I yeah, don't know. I, you know, I've, it's 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 the sort of thing where you feel like you want somebody to walk you through it uh, yeah. step by step and be there with you. Yeah, I would well, like that. Well, Don, you should move to New Hampshire and give classes on this stuff because it's hard to do over the phone. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include, by the way, the live streams, bulletin board system archives, and more. We give away more for free than those other shows 
will charge you for on their websites. So enjoy all That's of true. that. And if you like what we're doing on Free Talk Live, then we need your vote. Apparently, we have fallen behind. We are no longer... Can you longer believe it? We were number one on PodcastAlley.com. For and, a while, yeah. Yeah, for uh, like a about, week. about a week. And now we've... Uh, those darn Potter kids have uh, caught up with us. I mean, everybody else is six, 700 votes uh, behind us. Really? Well, that's good news, I guess. I guess. I mean, what good, uh, you know, the, the good news is being on the top of the list and yeah. you know, all the rest of the news stinks. Um, so we're not at the top of the list. But we could be if you would go and vote for the show at right. vote.freetalklive.com. It's, it's just seven votes, but it's been there all day. So we need you, vote.freetalklive.com. If you've yet to do it in the month of July, we uh, could use your help. It makes a difference for us. Find a friend who hasn't done it. Yeah, being number one is important because it brings new listeners to the show, and it also helps us uh, impress the advertisers, or rather the potential advertisers. So uh, help us out. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. We certainly would appreciate it. All right, we go back to your calls about what you want. Ben is on the line listening in Pittsburgh. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Ben, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yes, it's kind of a continuation of what Gene called in to talk about. Okay. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of these uh, government people, these cult members, whatever you want to call them, I heard a quote by Barack Obama, and that made me think that a lot of these people are actually a lot more aware of what they're part of and what government is and what we might think. Hmm. Um, I was listening to the Rush Limbaugh show, and he played a sound clip of Barack Obama, and uh, some reporter was asking him what he thought about. Um, those private military contractors like uh, Blackwater and KBR that deliver supplies to the troops and mm-hmm. things like that. And he said, well, I'm against the role that they're currently, like the huge role they're playing in our military now because I'm kind of paraphrasing. He said, the modern nation state is characterized by a monopoly on violence, and by having these private entities go around, it, they're kind of challenging the, the nation's authority. Hmm. He, actually, he actually gave the libertarian definition of government and said monopoly on violence. Yeah, that's interesting, and I've heard it. I've heard it, believe it or not, on uh, on the radio a few different times, and I think that it's becoming, uh, you know, it, it, it's it, because you can't dispute it. The government has a monopoly privilege on force. They're the only ones that are allowed to use force. And he wants and to keep okay. it that way, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Interesting well, observation. Well, I guess they all do, but I mean, he actually came out and said it. Right. Interesting observation. Anything else to share? Uh, that's it for now. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate the call. Let's talk to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you are on Free Talk Live. Stephen, hey. Hello. Um, well, I, I have a something to say. That it's not really like an anecdote or anything with a punchline, but uh, I, I have a. Uh, I was in court, and I don't have a great story because I was there sort of representing my company. Okay. So uh, I, I couldn't really pull what Sam was doing. You know, sure. I couldn't. Couldn't uh, fight for freedom. Um, I kind of had to behave myself. Right. Yeah, that's but fine. Uh, there was a sign there that said, um, no firearms allowed, no guns allowed in this courthouse. And it was totally open. There was no nobody checking you, no metal detectors. <clears throat> and then I, I began noticing that every policeman I saw <laughs> in the courthouse was also disarmed. Really? That this was a 100 percent gun-free zone. Wow, I'm shocked by that. I and, thought they would be the exception to the rule. Yeah, and, and there was uh, 55 people there uh, who had cases that morning, mm-hmm. um, and I think that I was the only one who, A, noticed it, and B, was really, really nervous. Well, yeah, because one madman could have taken out anybody they wanted to, right? That's right. I mean, wow. 
Yeah, every single cop. So like I said, I don't really have a, there's no punchline, it's not really an anecdote, but it's, I, I think, really a profound observation. Yeah, certainly. And uh, yet another reason to be quite frightened of these people in government. They make some really bad choices. Yeah, sure enough. Hey, thanks for the call, Stephen. We appreciate All hearing right, from we'll you tonight. The, um, in, in the town that I live in here in um, New Hampshire, we don't have a police force now. You know, they've got uh, the sort of they got the state police that will respond and uh, you got, you know, you got like a part-time peace officer or something, though, right? Yeah, he doesn't do much. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's, things are peaceful. It's fine, but. You know, this is a rural, uh, you know, rural town. Yeah. This town is just really just a designation. There hardly is anything that you would call a town. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's in New Hampshire. Everybody has guns, people. Everybody has guns. Your neighbor's um, got 25. Yeah, I was over at my neighbor's house, and we were talking about guns, and we were talking about cops. And he's like, I don't want a cop in this town. Uh, you know, Because <laughs> he was over, uh, he was having a party. There was a party at the town hall for, um, you know, a friend of his and uh, that I know at, that you know for their wedding anniversary, 20th wedding anniversary. And I guess some guys, some, some good old boys had a little, um, some, some beers, and they were doing spin outs in the uh, middle of town on their... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, he was making the point to them, you know, if we had a cop, this would be right where he was, mm-hmm. and he'd be giving us all tickets and hassling us all. Yep. We don't need a police officer in this town. And, you know, I don't think we do. Yeah. He's, I, you know, I mentioned to him, uh, you know, about the, the, the constable. He's like, yeah, I don't think we need that. Um, just somebody to go you know, handle disputes, doesn't even carry a gun. And I'm like, well, I, you know, if I was that guy, I think I'd want to carry a gun if I was ha- handling all these different types mm-hmm. of disputes. He's like, well, I got no problem with guns. I got 25 of them in the house. But he just doesn't think that the, 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 the peace officer should be carrying a gun to these disputes. And I think that, by and large, he's probably right that most of the times you wouldn't need it. However, I think I would want to have a gun with Better me. Better to have a gun and not need it than to need a gun yeah, and not you know, have I, it. Yeah, you know, you don't... I'll grant you that uh, somebody who's imbued with authority and then given a gun is more likely to use that gun than uh, somebody who isn't. If I were to uh, take on, say, say I took on the job of constable, and eh, you know, if they offered it to me, I think I would take it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to carry a gun. Well, maybe soon. You got the convicted felon deal. Yeah, I'm working there. on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, but uh, you know. I, I, I would uh, I'd probably uh, carry it, but I would be it would be the last thing that I would want to pull out. Sure, you, you just want to settle disputes here. Uh, you know, you don't want to yep. drag somebody off to jail if you can avoid it. I just think it's great that they, you know, you got to love the native New Hampshireites. They really are some amazing people, aren't yep. they? Yep. Yep. He's like, you know, all those people coming from Massachusetts, they want to, they want us to have a cop. You know, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, hey, that's how that's how they are up here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In that uh, we need more people like him. We need more liberty-minded people that want to live free coming here. That way, the Massachusetts people or massholes, as they've been called, will be scared and they'll go away. Get out of here. We you don't know, they, want your type around here. It, um, interestingly, and I mean the the statists from Massachusetts, not the uh, the liberty people that are the, coming up. They, two types in, they had had a, they had had in the past a cop in that town, and he's like, yeah, the guy did never never did anything. He just sat there and gave people tickets. Mm-hmm. That's what cops do. <laughs> you know what what is he supposed to do? How's he going to make my town safer, more safe? How's he going to do that? It's, Can't be done. It's safe. Yep. You know, it's just safe. Everybody's fine. Let's go to Ryan, who's on the line listening to KGEZ in Montana. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. Hey, I'm in, agreement. I'm in agreement with these guys with the uh, government, referring to the government as a cult. You know, I mean, look, at they go to the Bohemian Grove and do mock human sacrifices in front of a 
huge owl statue, and then they profess to be Christians when they're just all double-talking liars. I mean, pretty much, I mean, not of them, but the majority of those politicians... You know, Some just... people do that, but uh, most of the people in government don't even know what the Bohemian Grove is, so it's relatively, oh, it's pretty much irrelevant. Well, yeah, you go to ask your local bureaucrats if they've yeah. ever heard of the Bohemian Grove. Yeah, go Grove. ask the guy from the Zoning Commission if he's ever heard of the, the uh, um, Bohemian Grove. And, you know, the, those are the governments that you deal with on a regular basis, is your town government. Well, exactly. I'm talking about the big boys. Mm-hmm. You know. What yeah, else you got, Ryan? Anything else on little private club there and you know uh there was a guy that actually was in attendance uh, one of the politicians i forget his name and he actually wrote in an interview that they run around naked up there and everything else good for them I mean, they're, 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 they're in the woods they should be able to run around naked. where is it <laughs> where, where where is the uh um, it's california. It's in northern california and it's going on uh right now or it just got over i believe they uh you know, then they you know it's it's the right weather for it then and so, Ian, Mark, uh, so you don't believe that there was uh, bombs in the building on the Twin Towers, huh? I don't know. I don't know I don't what I believe. So. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Did, did you have you heard the recent interviews with Jesse Ventura? I I, have, I did hear one of them, um, you know, where he sort of the first one where he sort of comes out a, a bit as a, a truther. But then uh, I've, I heard I've heard that there's been more just because you can trot out celebrities who believe the same thing as uh, you doesn't Jesse legitimize your celebrity. viewpoint. I mean, he was he was a he was a demolition expert and he was a Navy SEAL demolition expert before he got into wrestling. It, well, he, and he, then, he's also then he's a governor. I don't. Do, and, I, do and I have to clarify? Do I have to make it clear again that I just don't care? I don't have any beliefs about 9/11. I don't they know if it was bombs or planes or whatever. I don't care. Well, the, it doesn't matter. Ryan. Oh, I think that Jesse Ventura is an expert at getting media attention, and he ran a camp, a bombastic campaign in uh, where was it, Minnesota or uh, yeah, Wisconsin the, the or whatever. Yeah, the truth about whatever the truth is about 9/11 is irrelevant. It's not coming from Jesse Ventura. It's, it's irrelevant to achieving liberty in our lifetime. More coming up. Free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As we go right into your phone calls, that is the point of the show. We start things with Mark. In New York on the amp line. Hello, Mark. Hello. How's hey. it going? Mm, just great. What's on your mind? Uh, I was calling about intellectual property rights, as you guys have been talking about a lot. Okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, I just, uh, I've been thinking about it a lot because I work in the entertainment industry, and mm. uh, it's kind of a conflict. Does course. that mean you're um, a stripper? Oh, entertainment. Gotcha. <laughs> the other kind. Not too much higher. Uh, okay. Most, most entertainment out there isn't isn't much better. Um, but uh, what, what do you enter? So how I, do you entertain? Before you continue, uh, I work in television. Ah. Uh, so, 
the lowest of the low of reality television. It's hardly entertaining uh, at all, then. Wow. Now, what do you do? Are you behind the scenes or in front of the camera? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I, uh, I edit. Oh, cool. So, yeah. A lot of people would um, like your job. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not complaining. I love my job. It's just, you know. Uh, entertainment is a is a word that might not apply. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I kind of dispute um, a lot of what Mark has to say now that I've thought about it. Um, I think he was pretty much okay with even, you know, the current system of the government uh, enforcing intellectual property rights. No, um, I don't know about that. No, no, I, I'm really not. I, do, I don't think that – I think that it's okay for people to share what is is theirs um, with other people that they know and – um, you know, don't know or whatever. They, they can share things in any way they want. And I think that uh, the patent system and the, the copyright system are, are just disasters with the uh, current, uh, you know, Sonny Bono law that's out there where I think it's 99 years that uh, you're going to have a copyright on songs and movies and things like that. If they had such a thing around when uh, Mozart was still uh, living, none of his ancestors would be working. Uh, yeah, you know, and that, to, to me, that's just wrong. However, I do think when a uh, person, you know, makes a product, and certainly within a, a period of time after having, you know, made that, uh, you know, that uh, song or that book or whatever, that uh, if somebody comes out and reproduces an exact copy of it, um, or something darn close to an exact copy, you know, that they're they're doing something wrong. Well, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. The only thing that I have a problem with is it, it's. The protection applies to a very small amount of intellectual property. I mean, when um, basically those who are protected are those in the entertainment industry, whether they be movie stars or singers or, um, you know, that type of thing. You have music and and movies and and sometimes books. But um, what I've been thinking about is how, you know, what is intellectual property? And to me, it seems that you know, any idea is intellectual property, and um, it can really get out of hand and sort of scary if we start, um, and I think we might be down that path of uh, protecting intellectual property to, uh, you know, an extent that's, you know, where we're, you know, prohibiting speech, and especially on the Internet when speech is essentially a more tangible item, as in it's digital information. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I was thinking about, you know, what if, you know, uh, what about what if I have an idea about wearing a, a bright blue shirt on Tuesday at 8:30 p.m. in the middle of the road? You know, some sort of artistic expression. Yeah, uh, why can't you why can't stuff. you copyright your idea, but those other people uh, can copyright theirs? Right, and why wouldn't I not get the same protection? If I, I mean, I probably could copyright it. I mean, it definitely copyright. You know, I could. I guess I'd have to record it in some fashion. First of all, I'm not sure why I would have to do that. I mean, I guess legally I don't have to do that. But, but you know, what, where are the police protecting my rights to, to every original idea I come up with during the day? <laughs> well, it's absurd. Uh, I mean, it's not even it's not even possible for something. Well, like you know, that. it's not right. just the idea. It's it's the produ- the produced work. Um, you can't have a copyright on a book that you thought about. You get a copyright on a book you wrote. But that book is simply, you know, it's, it's, it's either a tangible item or it's ideas that, you know, the words themselves they didn't come up with. And even the juxtaposition of the words have probably been together before. It and and have probably been in the same sentence. You know, you can just, I'm just saying how you compare it down to, you know, the basics so much that I, I just, you know, that's just, I just feel like it's, it's just a protectionist racket for certain industries 
and that it can really be, yeah. you know... That, that much is true. It, it, you know, if, for instance, a, a, a good example to use uh, for your side of the argument is, uh, you know, the clothing industry. There's no copyright on me making a shirt that has, you know, one uh, one collared, you know, one, what, what, I don't know, what do you call that? One piece of the collar longer than the other. I mean, I can make a very, uh, you know, uh, distinctive-looking shirt, mm. and the, you know, the, the, the people out there, if it sells well, uh, the people that make, you know, these knockoff brands, they can make it as easy, you know, as quickly as they want to. As long as they, they can't uh, do anything with a, a logo that's on the shirt, but they can, you know, they can copy the the cut and the the stitching and uh, where the buttons are and what color it is. They can duplicate it all except for any kind of logo. And yet somehow those clothing companies, those original manufacturers, can still turn a buck even well, with all the competitors. It, it, out there. It's exactly. it's a lot easier to cut some clothing and sew it than it is to create a multi-million dollar movie. Um, the people in the movie industry need time to recoup their stuff, whereas the clothing, you know, the, in the clothing industry, you, yeah, you know, the, the, the big name uh, designers, they get a lot of money for their stuff on now the top end. Now it sounds like you're defending protectionism. Though, I am just... pretending, uh, defending protectionism for certain industries. So you're saying those certain industries deserve it because they spend more money on their product? Um, I'm telling you that those industries won't exist, certainly in the form that they uh, exist today. Man, you just won't see... Oh, yeah, the the form would be different, but that's okay. You just won't see big-budget movies anymore. That's okay, Mark. We don't need the government around to uh, protect the current industry. I like the idea of having more choices and more variety in the marketplace. Lots more crap to choose from is what you'll have. You know what? That's not true. That's not true. In fact... Go on on YouTube and see if you don't have a lot of crap to choose from. There's some really entertaining, low-budget stuff on YouTube. There certainly is. Absolutely. Go go see the Chad Vader stuff. It's awesome. But... um, There's, you're not going to have that entertaining high-end stuff. The I don't Matrix, think you're right about no. that. How do you know Star that, Wars, Mark? No. How do you know all that? I, I'm how just telling you, you. How are because, you such a visionary to be able to make a prediction Because somebody's going like to be that. able to come out and they're going to be able to copy it the day it's produced and Wait a put minute. it out in there. So what? People after the Matrix came out in 1999 and we saw the bullet time effect for the first time, you know, awesome. where the, the camera goes and it turns and it goes to 360 degrees around mm-hmm. something or whatever. And you can see it from all sides and it's all done in a second. After that... All kinds of movies ripped that off. A bunch of people borrowed that idea, and they used it in their movie, All those and it's movies, okay. No, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about borrowing the idea of bullet time or anything like that. But what we are we're talking, talking about, about ideas. is copying the Matrix word for word and making an exact duplicate, and then, you know, Keanu Reeves, who's who's poor. He's a poor man. He mm. needs to make his money. Um, he's You know, he's not going to make as much money. You're not going to have the high-end talent that you otherwise Fine. would have. That's okay, Mark, because it's all right if everybody pay goes down in Hollywood, they can afford to take those pay cuts. And if that means that other people will get into the business that are willing to work for less and do as good of a job because Keanu Reeves is not the uh, the highest regarded actor out there. So that just means that the uh, these uh, these Hollywood artists that are getting paid multi-million dollar uh, fees for their performances, they'll have to take a cut and so what? So what? You're awfully cavalier with uh, just destroying a business model that's There's worked no quite well. There's no business model that's being destroyed there. It just means things would change a little bit. I mean, I mean, am I wrong about this, Ryan? You're the guy that's in the business. Or, uh, uh, excuse me, Mark. That's okay. Uh, no, I, I, you know, it, it was, it's a scary thing for me. I think, obviously, salaries and everything would go down, but I, I do have a bit of guilt about it because I really do believe that it shouldn't be like unlike any other industry. And um, I, I don't think it would be destroyed because I think once – you know, piracy would get to an extent where the profits would go down. That would, you know, they might put out less movies 
Uh, I don't know if they would, you know, step up and necessarily, you know, compete, but then, you know, then I think, I think there'd be, they would have to come up with different distribution channels and they would be constantly changing those things to protect whatever they want to protect. And I think it's great. You know, I think there's a lot of more protection that these industries can do for themselves and they don't because they have no incentive to. The government has taken basically yeah. exclusively caters to the entertainment industry when it comes to uh, you know, intellectual property. They, yeah. they, they do. Uh, so. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, there's no other industry where the government's going to threaten you at the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, the beginning of the product, where they give you this FBI warning. You could go to jail for for playing this in front yeah. of your church. Uh, I, I agree like with you. There's, there's no, a lot of problems. There. No reason to innovate. If you Did you have anything else to uh, to add, Mark? Uh, well, I was going to say in New York City. Bring it back. Hang on. 800-259-9231. The show is Free Talk Live. It's your show if you take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away. So enjoy those, including live streams, broadband version of the show to dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. And it is the cure for naked. Jumptees.com. Go get funny, sexy, clever t-shirts at JumpTees.com. Don't go through life naked. Get jumped at JumpTees.com. Pants not included. JumpTees.com is not responsible for customers not wearing pants. 800-259-9231. Back to continue the intellectual property discussion. Mark is on the line in New York. He's a editor by trade and uh, a film or video editor. And you're talking about intellectual property and how things would change in the absence of these copyrights and, and patents. Uh, specifically talking about your industry, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to add in whatever else you wanted to there, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say um, that in New York City, uh, we have there's like the special task force now to um, fight, you know, handbag piracy and all these, uh, you know, counterfeit uh, apparel. Really? Down in, in the Chinatown area, mm-hmm. where uh, where you can pick up a Coach or Gucci bag. Um, for a fraction of the price, because it's not really Coach or Gucci. Right. Um, so it just seems that the next step would be task force to, you know, uh, let's say go to radio stations, and if you're reading a news item or if you're uh, repeating what a politician said, you know, what is what is the limit to, you know, what, what's to stop a politician from uh, prohibit printing his speech or, you know, things like that that, you know, intellectual property could be claimed on, on any of these You know, interestingly, there was, there was a, in relation to what you're talking about, there was a story that I don't know where it is in my show prep. It's somewhere buried in there. But a story about how I think it was the, the government people in Oregon, the lawyers there, have copyrighted their law. So if you actually take the government's laws and reprint them without their permission, they will sue you for it. So they've actually gone ahead and done that. Like yeah. you, they, it's only their website that can show their laws, not anybody else's. Apparently, yeah, I don't, I don't support that. Um, I, I think that if, uh, if, if somebody's using your copyright or, uh, you know, uh, pirating your stuff, that, uh, and by pirating, I mean selling it and making money off of it. That, that's a civil issue, and you need to uh, handle that on your own. Not, uh, you know, that the government shouldn't be involved in the sense that they would be, you know, out there enforcing these laws like they were crimes. Mark, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the discussion. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois, also on the amp line. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I believe in getting to the point of the issue, or at least the origin of the issue. And Mark uh, kind of, I don't know if he explained exactly why 
uh, copyrights are moral or ethical past the fact that he thinks that it seems wrong for somebody to take a movie and reproduce it for a fraction of the price so the poor people can get it too as opposed to just the very wealthy on the top. Um, no, it's... Uh, did you, <laughs> that's not oh, what I'm wait, saying no, at all. But, oh, that is what you said, isn't it? That it just seems wrong? I, Why? That, well, that's that's what wrong and right seems. I mean, like, what wrong and right do seem. They, you know, they don't do anything else. So, it seems wrong to murder people. It seems wrong to come out and uh, pirate uh, somebody's stuff and sell it and make money on it, the, the, like, the day they release it. Wouldn't you agree? It, but why is it, why, why is it wrong? No, I, I, I won't agree that it just seems wrong to murder someone. It is wrong to murder someone okay. because you're violating their property. Intellectual property isn't tangible, thus I don't think it's property. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, it's an easy position to take. And it's, it's like the, I disagree, like this is too complicated for me, let's get rid of it all. And I, I think that the world's more complicated than that, and people demand more from uh, their, their, you know, sort of justice, whether that oh, justice not, is marketplace. It's not about complication, it's about, I mean, tangible property rights. It's I, about what is, what makes property. Labor plus capital equals property. I, I hear you, but you see that there's a distinct difference in the labor that uh, a, a motion picture company puts into their motion picture and the labor that a pirating company that, uh, that copies that DVD out and then, uh, you know, the capital's the same. It's the labor that's completely different. No, the, it's, it's, but the property itself is just the DVD. But it, you just said that labor and capital makes yeah. something, and that's you know that's that's the labor. There's a lot of labor uh, in making a movie. There's not a lot of labor in pirating it. Concepts aren't property, though. No, no. The, the concept of writing a check for somebody who worked for you is very, very real. No, because that's a transfer of wealth. All right. You do understand that in your world that the, the movie industry is going to produce a bunch of crap and go away, I'm right? I'm not talking about the consequences, though. I'm getting that, – that's what I said. I believe in going to the origins. I, 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 don't, I don't really care about the – I don't really care about the consequences. Yeah, and, and that, is why, that is why your philosophy isn't going to work because you don't give a damn what other people think. No, I, I, I certainly give a damn what other people think. You said you don't care I just, I just what the consequences know why are. It is they think that, other than the fact that it kind of seems wrong. See, it, it, it seems wrong to me to drink alcohol or, you know, smoke a bunch of marijuana, but I'm not going to force other people not to. Good for you. All right. I, and. I don't, I, I'm not proposing when you force. Say that it seems then it seems wrong to copy a uh, let's say a book. Let's say I read War and Peace, type it all down, and sell it to some friends. You say it seems wrong to do that. I don't know. Um, War and Peace is an awfully old book, and I think that that's uh, sort of entering the commons, okay, as it were. Well, well, Whatever new book is out there. Well, now, Mark is saying he doesn't want to use force. You're, I'm saying it's a civil issue, and the fact is, my friend, whether you have a government agency out there enforcing this, whether it's a government court enforcing this, or whether you have a, uh, you know, a private arbiter system, this is what's going to be the truth in all of those systems, is that there's going to be a concept called intellectual property, and that there's going to be organization, you know, that, that these they're going to enforce it in whatever manner that they enforce these things. Do you agree with that? It's wrong. 
Uh, and no, I, I don't agree that that necessarily has to be the case. If you come after me with guns, telling me that whatever, I don't care if it's a civil or a criminal issue, and saying that I owe you something for copying your book down and selling it to some friends, I'm going to come after you with guns, and it's going to escalate. Well, how about this? How about they, uh, you know, if if there's an arbiter situation and you're, uh, you know, called to be in front of the arbiter and you're, uh, you've signed some kind of situation with your insurance company that says that you will respond to arbiters of this particular uh, company, would you go? Well, yes, but that would be like a guild system. All right. Of. So then you would, uh, if the arbiter of that company said that, well, yes, you did uh, clearly violate, um, you know, this this man's, uh, you know, property rights, um, you know, in the sense of intellectual property, and you're going to have to take a reputation hit, or you're going to have to pay him for it, or you're going to have to do both. Are you going to comply with that? Yes, that seems much more reasonable and contractual. I, I just wanted you to explain the. Uh, details of it that, that, that's all. i don't know what the details of it are i have well, no well, idea like a very, uh, but it's voluntary like right and well thought details the fact is you're going to have intellectual property in no matter what kind of world you're talking about the intellectual property exists it's it, to, to no people, it doesn't it's people, just an idea it does people not exist. accept it and people want it i disagree with you there oh, uh, nick thanks the for the call, the call sir appreciate it 800-259-9231 is the sacl cai toll free line intellectual property does not exist it's it a is demand of the marketplace. Than an idea. this is free talk live would you like to help others find free talk live you can help us advertise market and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are free, and those include... The Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs uh, some help in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. Uh, their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. And, in fact, the founder of uh, SACL CAI, or not, I guess not the founder, but uh, the man behind the organization these days, Jason Osborne, has called you unimaginative in the chat room, Mark, because of your lack of ability to visualize how things might be in the absence of these uh, intellectual property laws. You said earlier that you didn't believe that uh, big-budget movies could possibly exist with the absence of government monopoly protection over uh, the those movie houses that create the movies is that correct pretty much so you think that people don't like big budget flashy things go bang zoom zoom movies like that they don't like they do sure there's a demand for them so you're telling me the marketplace would not be able to fill that demand absent government's monopoly uh, protection yeah pretty much um the 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 reason being is is that uh you know people are motivated to get the lowest price possible and and and, you know depending on how easy for the product they want to buy for the product they want to purchase right there is essentially no difference between a pirated uh you know i've seen some of these the pirated dvd and a um you know original maybe there's you know maybe there's some quality issues but not much 
Um, so, you know, the big budget uh, film company won't be able to recoup what they put into it because they've got to charge because $20 people or $15. Don't really, because what you're saying about people is that they like the movies, but they aren't really interested in supporting them financially. Um, our amplifier program here, uh, we give people yeah. the opportunity to give $3 a month. That's right. Which is something like... 20 cents a show maybe um to to support the show to advertise market and promote free talk live yeah what's the percentage of people that do it 10 percent of our podcast listeners so if um the do you think the movie industry could survive on 10 percent currently of its dvd sales yes absolutely because the movie industry and we're talking also about theaters and everything is there's a lot of things included in in displaying movies i mean pay-per-views uh rentals Sales. And I imagine movie that, theater uh, tickets. that the theater so, tickets yes, have probably taken a real hit from from the DVD the, industry. The answer is that the movie industry cranks out mostly stinkers. I mean, that's the fact. Uh, uh, you the have to crank industry, out. You have to crank out stinkers in order to have winners. Have you ever played the the lotto? I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. When you're shooting baskets, you've got to miss so that you can hit. When you're making sales calls, you've got to get no's so you can get a yes. Well, my point there was going to be that uh, they would just have to be a little bit better at deciding what their audiences wanted and satisfy them. Or so fail. They could make, that's right, fail. And so someone else can step in and create those uh, bang, bang, zim, zam movies that uh, that you're looking for. Pretty soon suggest. somebody's going to stop step, step, stepping in because they know that it's not that easy to well, just then, make a if big If people stop bang. stepping in, then what you're saying is that the marketplace does not, in fact, want these big Hollywood no, blockbusters. No, the films. marketplace wants intellectual well, property. Market- Oh, Ask see. anybody. Walk down the street, my friend. Oh, Ask wait a these minute. people. You mean the millions of people that download movies and music? You're saying they want intellectual property? No, those people want to get uh, you know something cheaply. They don't care about intellectual property from okay, that Okay, so aspect. then does the marketplace want intellectual property or doesn't it? If Do those people, people write care books, or you can believe they, w- they want intellectual of property. Of course, because everybody always wants the government to protect their industry, but also not regulate or, or protect the other, other industries. They always want to be able to buy everything cheap, but sure. at the same time have the government protect them from any competition. Right, and there's a balance that needs to be struck in those areas. And un- it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, that, that, that so many people that are against intellectual property entirely will look at you know the the stealing of a paperclip as a as a damn felony, but uh, if it's if it's the you know the best idea in the world, you can go and copy uh, you know set up an entire nationwide chain s- s- selling movies that somebody else has produced, and that's just fine because well you know it's just capital. Well, as long as you can find someone to rent you the space, and as long as you can find people that are willing to do business with you, then yeah, that is just That's fine. all I proposed, Ian. I propose that people that do this stuff are going to take, in your world, a reputation hit. Right. So, I so, don't they, really see so therefore, they're going to have the, pro- the same problems as um, they would have today. You know, s- similar problems. They're not going to be able to do business, right? Presumably, they would not be able to do business at least out in the other problems. Hmm? Do you think the fines are really the problems for a big company that would be out there trying to, uh, you know, take over the pirating industry? The fine isn't the issue. It's the fact that they can't do business. And they would think it'd be the jail time that would be the issue. That'd be the concern. I'm against the jail time. I've already claimed that. Okay, so so then in that case you are you're just talking about a different kind of government, my friend. That's, no, I'm it's not. Gonna, government's yes. coercive. Mm, that, that that's coercive. What's coercive? The, the fact that you're going to have DROs that have. To I make, didn't propose a DRO. That's the, defense the, resolution organization. I don't even remember what it stands for. That was uh, Stefan Molyneux's idea. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's likely it's a, it's something. A neat idea. It's likely something that's going to occur. You're going to have these insurance you companies that give occur? out uh, in, uh, reputation ratings. How can this you say what's likely? What, You've proposed. I've proposed the idea of reputation ratings, but that's about Here's it. Here's what I'm proposing how. to you. People 
want intellectual property. It's going to exist. And it in order to exist. enforce it, it, there's going to be some level of coercion. Whether that, that coercion is going to be someone sticking a knife in between your ribs or that level of coercion mm. is going to be somebody, uh, to, you know, your reputation takes That's a hit. That's not coercive. Yes, it re- is. Having a reputation rating is in no way coercive, sir. Those are people that uh, that will update that file. It won't be coercive in the sense of violence and physical force, but well, you won't be able to get... That's what coercion if is. If your reputation takes a hit, <laughs> what you you think that is? Look, what man, coercion is? It's force. the same thing. The people that want intellectual property are going to get what they want. But wait a minute. Wait, wait, Would wait. you it's... agree that people want intellectual property? Some people do. A lot of people? Most people? I have no idea. I'm not going to go out on that Do you think that there will be likely intellectual property in a world with no government? I I mean, we're talking about... I'm not going to speculate. Okay. Well, I'm going to speculate. I think that's so. That's all I've said. Okay. And you're saying it's coercion if somebody wants to go and open a store and the owner doesn't want to rent to them? That's coercion? They're not getting what they want. That's not coercion, though, They're not getting what they want. So? Go find somewhere else to open your store. Well, Buy your own property and th- open it there. Y- b- b- what if they decide they want to build on uh, the, you know, somebody else's property because that's the only way they can get something opened? Well, then they would be institu- they would be initiating force on that property owner. Uh, right. Understood. But you're still going to have a situation where if they try to pirate this stuff, they're going to face violence. Because they can't get a damn lease anywhere, Ian. That's not violence, Mark. That's just the rejection of a contract. Let's go to your calls unscreened to the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Good evening, guys. This is Manuel. Manuel in New York. What's on your mind? Well, I just have to disagree with almost everything that Mark is saying. And why intellectual property is really unlibertarian and anti-freedom. Because what differentiates the, the freedom, ethical, or moral view is that we claim that the Correct. The person who should have control of a particular, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, a particular piece of property is the first owner to have it, the person to acquire it. So therefore, imagine you have two people. Mm-hmm. Each one has their own resources, right? So one guy invents, uh, say, a hammer. Okay. So then, proper intellectual property would say that the other guy cannot, with his already established property, come up with the same invention separately or even copy it. And use it in the same way. That means that the second, the second per- person to claim that right is infringing on the first ones. I agree with because, you, Manuel, that there's okay. a lot of issues with intellectual property. That clearly there would be a problem if um, you know Mozart's descendants were living off the fact that he's uh, you know he wrote uh, music. 300 and something years ago. I agree with you that these things, you know, going on ad, ad infinitum is, is um, a problem. I do think, however, that there needs to be some level of protection, and I don't know how that protection is going to come about. Current, I think our current level of protection is a, is a problem and, and a mess, but I think that there needs to be some level of protection for people to produce things like books and movies and drugs. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that protection of proper intellectual property. Because what we have today basically is a, a pattern monopoly, a pattern privilege that is given by the government for people who do not even own the original resources. If I made it sound like, Manuel, that I support what we have today, I'm sorry. Because I don't. Manuel, if you've got more points, hang on. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can bring up anything in these remaining moments. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away because that's the way a good talk show website should be free to you, the user. Though there are some perks you can get access to if you want to join the Free Talk Live Amplifier program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and become an amplifier. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is to help support Free Talk Live and get us on more radio stations and uh, more internet connections to thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So if you want to get access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com live.com and you can travel less and meet online with webex plus you can try it for free go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of webex that's webex w-e-b-e-x.com the promo code is 600 and that will allow you to start your free trial of webex a lot of our listeners are trying it and apparently uh liking it good deal let's go back to manuel in new york you're still on the amp lines uh with uh talking to mark about intellectual property yeah, and I had a, another point to make is that uh, there's always this talk about how, um, you know, you do your, because you labor on something, you immediately own it unless you can restrict someone else from using that particular resource. And I think sometimes that's almost an abuse of a metaphor because if I am a, if I find some marble and I make a statue out of that, I only own, own the statue if I own the marble, right? If I steal it, I don't own the statue. If I'm, a, st- I'm a thief, even though I put my labor in it. If you stole so the marble? Yeah. Okay. So it's not, it's not labor is, is not really a, a, a sufficient or necessary condition. You can't just labor something to make it yours. You have to also own the original resources. But the concept is, that, that is implied in intellectual property is that, not, that you only have to labor, and then you become the owner of everyone else's resource, even though you, have, you don't have a... <clears throat> I connected with that resource. So then you're telling everyone else that you cannot copy with your CD or your own property a special, a specific pattern. So you're infringing on some of this property. You know, I see the point that you're coming from, from a uh, straight philosophical standpoint. You can make a good argument for it. However, um, people want intellectual property. How do you because respond to that, wa- Manuel? That? The, the, the Marx claimed that people want intellectual property, and people like you and I, Manuel, that, uh, that are claiming that it's just an idea, it's not real, that we're going to be in the minority and it won't matter in the marketplace. Well, first of all, two points. The first point, is that, I mean, the easy answer is, I think that we are living in a world that thanks to intellectual property, we, we might be seeing a huge overproduction in the market of things that we might not see. The structure of production in a free society could be different. So movies, books, music, performing arts, it might be totally, totally different. It's like saying, you know, if you go to socialist Russia, we have an overproduction of uh, bureaucrats or something like that. So I think the market will be different. And then and the second point is that um, – well, I guess that's the only point. It would just be totally different, and if people want something hard enough, they're going to get it. But, this, you know, for example, musicians, instead of uh, selling CDs, they will become performers. I agree you with know? you entirely that uh, from, from that standpoint that musicians would likely become, uh, you know, more, more performers. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. And, you know, the music industry, I think that likely the big uh, music companies would, would die off and, you know, that the, the artists would get more of, honestly, more of the sales of their CDs and that they could figure out ways to do something more than just get a buck off a CD that's, um, you know, that the music industry sells for $15. 
However, I think that what you're going to, um, the problems that you're going to find in big movie productions is it's difficult to create, um, you know, something that uh, is as good as a big production movie in the way that it is, you know, the way that it's appealing to people. You just can't get that from a lower budget situation. Well, so, so what? So what is that true? Right. And that was Ian's then, response, too. So what? You're, you're and mourning, I'll tell you, right, when you tell, when you tell the, the marketplace, so what, Manuel, then you're not responding to the marketplace. The marketplace wants big-budget films. They want, um, you know, authors that are uh, writing books. That, no, I, you think, know. I, think, I think you're understanding it improperly because the market is an exchange. Just because I demand flights to Jupiter and it's not provided to me doesn't mean that the market has failed. Someone's working on it. demand. There's not there's not sufficient demand at the price and quantity and quality that I want at the moment. Right. So you, so, so you're just you're just making blanket statements. You're saying out of the blue the market demands huge budget productions. But what if that's not true? How do you prove that? You don't know that. Well, they're by, they're they're watching them right now. They yeah, want but them. You do, but you're you're assuming the, the the status quo just because we have patent protection and IP and all that. I think it's a fair thing to say. I mean, clearly Mark wants those big budget movies. I like seeing a good Hollywood uh, film. So oh, I, I do too. I do too. But I don't. We, I just don't know how how it could take place. It's kind of like you know how if you go back. Well, I think it's a lack of vision. I think it's all I, really. I think the problem. How are we going to make shoes and all that? Right. Well, okay. You know? That's that's just it. The problem that you and, and Mark are having here is the lack of vision for how a big budget movie could be made in the absence that's of right. intellectual property right. protections. I, I do not know. I do not know how it works. It might. It might not. My 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 beef with IP is that I think it does not make sense. Now, if in a free society people have these things, I think it will be an error because it is not consistently logical, but, you know, logic does not dictate what people do. It's just, you know, it's right. just an ideal. A free and voluntary society. Here's an idea for you. A free an and idea. voluntary society isn't necessarily going to be logical. It's still going to be driven by what people want and, and what people, people consider moral. people will get what they want, and here's an idea. Just just thought this one up, okay, and it's not original, but it's it could apply to this situation. All right, Mark, and, you're, and we're all concerned about our Hollywood movies. Where are they going to go without our intellectual property rights? Well, how about this? We know that Stephen King... Uh, released a book, I don't remember which one it was, but he released a book in series, sort of like uh, Tad Galahad, uh, sort of like uh, freedom-engineering.com is doing. Uh, St- Stephen King released some book, chapter at a time, and he made it, I believe he made it to the point where uh, if you wanted him to release the next chapter, you would have to pony up X amount of dollars. So the marketplace would have to provide him with X in order for him to go on and release the next chapter. There's no reason why that the Hollywood people, let's say the Wachowski brothers, since you mentioned the Matrix earlier, mm-hmm. there's no reason why the Wachowski brothers couldn't do a little, you know, five-minute clip, a teaser, if you will, for a, you know, proposed movie that could come up and see what the marketplace responds and says, look, we'll make this movie for you as long as you provide us with this amount of money. And then we would see, you know, what the marketplace had to say for that particular um, that particular idea. If people liked it, they'd pony it up in order to in the anticipation of getting to see that. And that's, of course, just one idea. Of course, there's advertising sponsorships and other ways to uh, to monetize the movie-making process. Does that, does that maybe get some gears cranking? Yeah, it, it's po- I'm not going to discount it because the marketplace is an amazing place and, and Stephen King made it work. However, I, I, I remain skeptical. Here's another point. How about the fact that there's a race, towards, uh, race to zero as far as costs are concerned with movie-making today? I mean, it's certainly not at zero. 
zero, but no. it's been going down dramatically. I mean, look what our friend Sam made for the, obs- uh, uh, the Obscured Truth Network. Sam has virtually no movie-making experience whatsoever, yet he was, ma- he was able to put together a very professional 34-minute documentary all by himself with no budget whatsoever, and he even has that little lightning effect that they used in Star Wars between <laughs> his hands. Like, I don't know how the hell well, he did that, but special effects are within the reach of somebody with virtually no budget When today. they first did it, it was a big deal. Now it's not. In the same way that plasma screens were a big deal and laptops were a big deal when they first did them, and now innov- it's not. There will still be innovative ideas. My point is is that uh, you know technology has made it so that movie making is now in the hands of a lot of people, and the costs have come down dramatically. So it doesn't take as much money today to make a movie. When, when It still takes the money to hire Leonardo DiCaprio. And I don't Matt care. Damon. Now, that's something that I can say I don't care about. It doesn't matter to me who's in the movie. What matters is whether the movie is entertaining. And so if the... I think you're right. Uh, I, I feel that way. Um, currently, I think that uh, to some extent, big Hollywood films rely too much on just big name actors yeah. to draw people in the door. And I think that people don't take uh, take risks on actors that are just great out there um, You know that, that so this would, haven't done it yet. This may actually give those starving actors a shot. At getting the gigs they're looking for, it's a possibility. I'm, Everything's I'm not going to discount it. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical. I can tell you that uh, movie houses. It doesn't seem like they would be able to survive this. Boohoo! It, it, well, there creative you go. destruction, my friend. Get them out of the way so the innovators can come in and create something new. Manuel, any other thoughts? Uh, I just want to leave you with a thought that I think Mark is a little bit of a red on this issue, but I'm just kidding. He's You're a red. The red, he's yeah. just calling me a, yeah. Tommy? A it's not the first time I've been called a fascist <laughs> on this uh, this program. Wait, are, are fascists reds? I thought commies were reds. Well, fascists are uh, so uh, are uh, national socialists, right? Yeah. And then national socialism is commie. You know, but not, is not the, all the fascists were national socialists. Not Hitler all of them. was a national socialist. Right. I, I don't but know what Mussolini Mussolini's, was not. I don't know what his party was. I don't know what uh, Franco's party was. I, you know, I can't tell you that. That's just what he's saying. There you go. Manuel, any other I'm questions? just interpreting it. I'm not saying it's, it's great. All right. We're done with Manuel. <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. Hey, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Just because we can't envision what things would be like doesn't mean they wouldn't be great because the marketplace would demand certain products, and I think most of them would be able to come Marketplace out. would demand IP, too. That is up for debate, property. my friend. That is up for debate. And we are done for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.